Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the intuitive therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. Welcome to the end of November. I'm beyond excited to have my guest, Tammy Billups, on the show today. I've been looking so forward to our time together, and I know y'all will too. And I truly believe you will love what we're going to talk about today. Our pets are so special, aren't they? And we all know how connected we become to them as we spend our lives with them, right? But is there something more to our connection with them than we even realize? Is their purpose in our lives deeper and more intentional than we ever imagined? The answer is a resounding yes. I am so pleased to have Tammy here. And I wanted to share a little bit about Tammy with you before we got into all the good stuff here. So Tammy, Tammy Billups, is a sought after international holistic healer for humans and animals. She's a global pioneer on the animal-human sacred soul partnership and creator of the groundbreaking new healing modality animal human tandem healings, which we will get into what all that means. Tammy's strong intuitive method transcending way of working with her clients has been described as experiencing soul dialysis. Her work is characterized by great depth, a transformation and transformational power. She is known for the compassion that she brings to her work, whether it's a healing session, mentoring practitioners, or facil- facilitating master classes. Tammy's life, uh, her life passion is about raising awareness of the higher purpose in the heart of every animal and human experience, ailment, and issue, and exploring its capacity to expedite healing for all beings. She's written two books, Soul Healing with Our Animal Companions and Animal Soul Contracts, Sacred Agreements for Shared Evolution, And I have to tell y'all, you are going to want to get both of these books because they are just amazing and enlightening. She's been featured on dozens of podcasts, radio shows, and television, and has appeared on Oprah, y'all, CNN's Daily Share, and Primetime Live ABC, just to name a few things. And today, we're going to be talking about animal soul contracts, revealing the hidden, the healing partnerships between animals and their people. And if you have ever found uh, and felt that you have found your animals as much as they have found you, you are spot on. And uh, we're going to get into this. So, Tammy, welcome. Thank you, Janice. What a wonderful <laughs> introduction. Well, you know what? You, you know, you carry with you so much, uh, for lack of a better term, credibility and the amazing work you do. It just, it blows me away and having started to read your Animal Soul Contracts book, just, just absolutely blew me away. One of the things I think is so fascinating for people to hear uh, about how other people have connected to their gifts is to hear the story behind how our gifts came about. And if you could share, 
share your story with the listeners of, of how you your gifts woke up. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Wonderful. Well, it was unexpected as most, as yeah. many times it, it is. It can reveal themselves very quickly. And, and I tell people all the time that I had a spiritual awakening, but it was zero to 60. Open the wide, you know, open the door really fast and really wide, very quickly. But I was on certainly a career path where uh, I was very successful doing corporate America, looking yeah. for the next, you know, the next promotion, the next promotion, top biller, you know, all of those things. And I didn't realize how unhappy I was until all of a sudden I went through my mother's passing. And through my mother's passing, um, she began talking to people on the other side. And this was a new concept for me. Mm. I wasn't raised with any spiritual background. I had no religious foundation, no connection to source or God at all. Had that was just not on the radar in my life, which now I realize is in a lot of ways a blessing because I can explore a lot of different things and see the gifts and many different spiritual practices. But through that period of time of losing my mother, I just went from zero to 60 realizing there's a lot more going on than what I ever realized. And it led me to have a stronger connection to um, conscious community. Mm. And, you know, I lost all of my animals within months of losing my mother. They were six, eight and 11 years of age because they had signed up to take me to that point in my life and no more. And while it was so difficult to go through all of those losses and then simultaneously all of my childhood repressed memories of the abuse that had happened to me came flying open. Mm. I mean, it was like someone who had turned on a light switch and every memory that I had ever repressed was up for me. Wow. And yeah, I know it wasn't, it wasn't a fun year. I call it a rude (laughs) awakening. (laughs) Yeah, rude awakening. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, but it led me to where I am today, and and I was able to see energy. When my first kitty Kalua passed, I was able to, I I prayed to the heavens, let her come back and live with me, and that night, I could see her soul. That was a new thing for me, and and, uh, it just continued from there, seeing into many different dimensions, and then I couldn't turn it off, you know, once you're able to see into other dimensions, um, you know, you can can block it some for different times, but... But uh, I can't go back. And I'm so glad. It changed my life. It changed my life for the better. I'm so, everything is richer now. Isn't that wonderful? So I have some some questions and I I can only imagine the listeners, my hope is that I'll be asking most of the questions that listeners would want to know. But my very first one is, is it true that every animal we have is a soul contract? What do you every think about anim- that? Yeah, every animal that we live with, especially that come into our lives that we share our homes and hearts with, yeah. we absolutely have at least one soul contract with, or we wouldn't be together. So, so when you say we have at least one soul contract, are, do you do you see themes in people? Is it really our predominant things like compassion, patience, love? Are those the predominant themes? that animals bring to us in, in terms well, of their contract with us? Yeah, well, those are what I call the pinnacle teachings, which is one type of a contract. There are seven different levels that I have uh, 
noticed in working with people and their animals over the years. And so, yes, those higher vibration, yummy contracts of what you just mentioned, mm -hmm. absolutely, those are underlying uh, contracts that we have in most of our partnerships with animals. But there are many other kinds of contracts that we can have. And are these contracts in, in your, your, uh, your second book? Yes, all the, okay. the seven levels, it's like a pyramid uh, diagram that yeah. you'll see, uh, that people will see. Um, absolutely, they're all, they're all defined in there in detail. Beautiful. And do you feel like that, that when people read those, they'll be able to say, ah, okay, that's why my doggy so-and-so came into my life, or that's why my cat or my bird. Uh, do you feel like that, that when people know about these levels or these uh, these seven pieces that um, that they'll it, it will help them kind of more clearly define the soul contract that they have with their animals. Oh, I hope so. Goodness, I hope so. Okay. Absolutely, because that's and that's mainly why I wrote it is because when you can identify these types of soul contracts, it can help you get to the higher picture, which can help you get yes. to more peace when there's a, a physical issue with your animal or a behavior that's making you crazy. Um, all of these things serve a purpose in your life. So once you get to the higher purpose of these interactions with your animals, right. then peace can come in more quickly. Right. And so so let me ask you, that's, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about. In your first book, uh, Animal Soul Contracts, you talk about how we can actually find higher meaning in animals actions because i think a lot of the times i'm guilty of it too uh you know uh where i don't always know what my i have two cats what my uh what one of them particularly wants and it it's i know that i feel frustrated um sometimes i'm on the phone and scrolling through or answering a text or whatever and one of my cats will just keep pawing at me as if She's like, you know, mom, get off the phone, pay attention to me. And then she still does it. And so I don't always know what that means. So how can we actually find the higher meaning of our animal's actions? Like, what do we do? Well, in that moment that you just described, what I would suggest is that you set down your phone <laughs> and, you yes. take a, and you take a deep breath. And you tune into that heart-to-heart -heart connection that you have with your cat. Yeah. And there's a heart cord that is connecting both of you. When you can drop to your heart, tune in, and really feel the love connection between the two of you and say, now, what's your message for me in this moment? You'll see what comes through more. And maybe it is a mom, you know, I don't, you need to take a few moments to breathe. You know, maybe that's the message in and of itself. And maybe it's something deeper than that. Maybe it's about whatever you were looking at or reading that there's some type of message of, you know, that's not right for you right now. I remember when my kitty Sundance would anytime when I was doing two businesses simultaneously before I gave up my other source of income uh, many years ago, every time I was doing that work, my cat Sundance would come in and I would be on the phone on a conference call with a CEO in Europe and there'd be this meow, meow, meow. Yeah. And I could put her in a room down the hall locked <laughs> and we would still hear her. And, and I would have to make a joke and say, did anybody want a cat? And they would laugh. And, um, but as loud. soon as, 
oh, she was very loud. But once I went, you know, because you have to look at what is your, your reaction to them in that moment, because she was helping me tap into anger. Because that was my reaction to her was, Mm. why can't, you know, I'm trying to do something here. Why can't, why is she still doing this? And so once I realized, where is my anger? She's helping me tap into some anger. And then as I went, oh, my anger is about doing this business that I no longer love. And so then I set in action a plan to get out of it. And from that day that I received that memo, that spiritual memo from my higher self, she never did it again. And she'd been doing it for years, years. And so as soon as I got that and put together that plan of action, she never did it. And, And that's just one of the many ways that these animals are working for us behind the scenes to help us get to what we really want in life. That's wonderful. I'm curious. Uh, I, I, I wanted to bring this up just as an example for anybody else who has experienced this with, with their animal. Um, my sister and sister-in-law have a delicious dog. Oh my gosh. She's so big and beautiful and gorgeous. And he's, he licks his paws a lot. He's anxious. He's, he's all of that. Uh, how, how does, um, how, how do owners help their animals um, when they have behavior like that? How do they, outside of maybe some CBD oil, but how, what is that when an animal kind of shows up and, and they're having some anxious behavior? Uh, is that always reflective of the owner? Well, it can be, there are a lot of different levels and possibilities there. But certainly a lot of licking of the paws is, is um, usually goes back to some level of abandonment. Mm-hmm. Oral, oral fixations usually go back to not getting, maybe they were the kitten or the puppy that didn't get into to nurse fully um, or, or had past lives around starvation. But, but at the minimum, that's going to be mirroring something within their person where they felt abandoned in some way by usually their birth mother early in their life. And so they're gonna mirror and call in and magnetize in an animal with similar similar emotional wounds to heal together. Gosh. And when it is, I know, and when it's that situation, then how you can help your animal is by taking on your own healing around that emotional issue. Yeah. Because when we do that, our, as we know, everybody around us gets a hit of our good stuff. You know, when we raise our vibration yep. and we work on our emotional wounds, especially with intention, then you are going to be helping your animal heal theirs. That's amazing. And I, I before I read this book and talking to you, I, I don't think anybody, I know I didn't make that connection and I wish more people would know that's the beauty of your work. Uh, and so that's why I'm so happy to have you on so people can really understand that you know, we are connected to everything and our, there is, there's an intentional connection that our animals have with us and that we have with them. One of the things that I read in your book was about the five core wounds of animals. And can you just enlighten kind of how you came upon that and what, what are the five core wounds that animals have? Right. So I actually learned about the five core emotional wounds within people through my four year certification at the Center for Integrative Therapy. Okay. And because of, that's kind of how I see energy is I'll see these defense 
patterns within people for either, you know, you said the five core emotional wounds there, abandonment, betrayal, invasiveness, terror, and, de- and detachment from denial of self. Mm. So it was, and so what was surprising to me is that when I decided to even work with animals, when I would look at animals, I would see these same patterns of protection in their energy field. So if I was working on an animal and I could see where they were working on healing invasiveness, if I tuned in at all to their person, they were as well. Mm. So they came together every sing- in every single instance almost that I have worked with an animal and a person, they have come together to heal an emotional wound. That's one of the potential soul contract agreements that you can be working on together. Yeah, that is just, that is amazing. And I, I do past life regression hypnotherapy, was trained by Brian Weiss. So I was so uh, glad to see that you are able to see the past lives and the karma that animals have. Uh, and so do you, one question is, do animals have karmic debt to settle? And second is, in terms of past lives, um, do animals always reincarnate in the same form? If they're a dog, they come back as a dog? Or is it true that animals can come back as humans? Oh, goodness. Those are all really good questions. I know. I'm telling you. I have a lot. So my first question is, do animals animals have karmic debt to settle? Well, and this you're going to hear a lot of different answers out there in the ethers. But what I have found when I work with animals is that sometimes they do have this karma with another animal, you know, because people will say, I'm thinking about, um, you know, adopting this one particular animal. And can you see how they're going to fit in? And all of a sudden I'll see like their higher self with one of their current, the other person's animals in the house and I'll see their higher self together and I'll see where they've got karma to clear. And immediately when they're brought together, they go after each other. Wow. And, and you know how that works. When you see certain dogs, they'll like every single dog. And then all of a sudden they'll see that one and they'll say, Hey dude, not, not on my turf, you know? And so I do see where they've got some type of karmic interaction before that they are hoping to settle. And that doesn't mean necessarily that they come into the same house and they are forever friends. You know, all of a sudden they become best buddies after the karma is cleared. I don't see that every single situation, but I absolutely see where, um, where they are evolving just like we are. And you go ahead. I was going to say, so what, can you give an example or two of what karma, what kind of karma they would need to settle? Well, if by chance, you know, think about. I mean, an example would be if you think about, you know, the bait dogs with these, you know, with the dog fighting, right? Mm -hmm. So if you were a dog that had killed other dogs and you come back, you can bet that you're trying to clear your karma around that, that you're trying to to clear where in a past life you you had that type of experience. Wow. And so do animals, can, can animals... Just like we humans, uh, prior to incarnation, we choose the form that we show up in. And can humans uh, become 
reincarnate as animals and animals reincarnate as humans? I think as souls, we have free will to to jump around and have whatever experiences that we want. And I do see a lot of animal souls that um, it's more important for, because I'm usually working with animal companions that have been with a person many times over. So sometimes a person chooses to uh, have dogs and sometimes they choose to have cats and horses. And so if there's a particular animal soul in your soul group, they're going to, incarnate to be with you and sometimes that means popping into a different type of of soul you know a different type of body and i remember when i got my cat mai tai 20 years ago and from the first moment he arrived when he wanted something he sat up like a dog and then waved his front paws that's amazing and i thought why you're you're a dog you know (laughs) And he did that all of his life before he jumped to a place where you know he asked for permission by setting up. Of course, they can be other animals, absolutely. And we all know that because people describe their animals to me as, "Well, my dog's more cat-like, right?" Or, or my horse is real dog-like, you know. And they'll say that. That is so fascinating, and I think the thing that just piques my interest so much is at the possibility that animals can come back in human form to uh to serve um whoever they need to serve in terms of of learning lessons so the fact that that's a real possibility is mind-blowing to me i've been asked that uh and you know i've uh, been able to say not to my knowledge it doesn't mean it's not true but not to my knowledge so now i'm I'm a little mind blown right now and that's really really cool really cool um and so Tell me about tandem healing. You've trademarked this and it's, your, it's, a, it's, is it the modality? Is it a modality that you use? And mm-hmm. Yeah, I, all of, ever since I've been doing sessions on animals and people, I've wondered if I connected simultaneously to both beings, would the results be longer lasting and more productive? Because what I found is that people either are really focused on their animals when they call. And they'll say, fix their behavior, fix their ailments. Mm-hmm. And, and then the sessions will dramatically improve the animal. But then the person will call me back in a month and they'll say, yeah, they were perfect. It was amazing. They stopped it right away. But then now what they reverted back. And I thought, well, because likely the person is not working on the same issue simultaneously. They came together to heal that issue. And so I thought, let me just do some case studies. And so I sent it out there to regular clients. And I said, this is what I'm doing. I offered half price on sessions. I said, if you want to be part of the case studies, I did um, hundreds, maybe thousand, maybe a thousand sessions. I didn't really count the total, but many, many people over a period of about a year and the results were all over the place, but mostly profoundly life-changing for those that had a person out of the duo that said, I'm willing to take that journey too. Wow. I'm willing to raise the roof, raise, wait, raise the hood, sorry. <laughs> and look, on, raise the roof and raise the hood. <laughs> but they were willing, to, when the people were more willing to really look at their own stuff and say, I'll take that journey with them and let's go there if it will help us both then the the uh, results were profoundly positive and longer lasting it was it was amazing to me isn't that that's fantastic so when you're around animals uh 
and you tune into them, uh, how, how is it that you get information? For me as a clairvoyant, I'm shown, I'm shown people, places, images, words. I see people's energies and their emotional patterns and like all sorts of stuff. Is that, do you do the same thing? And, and can you have conversations with animals uh, where you're, you're in your mind, you're in your higher vibration, they're talking to you, you're talking to them. How does that work? Well, for me, it's always been first and foremost where I am feeling on my body what they are feeling. And they're showing me where there's energetic congestion. And they're showing, and I'm sensing what's moving out and what's coming in. And that could be emotional, that could be past life wounding. And then I am also shown visuals, um, depending on what the soul uh, wants to reveal to me. Sometimes it is past life or sometimes, but most of the time it's usually earlier in their life, in this life, what wounding has contributed to uh, the current situation that the person called me about. So, so I see the visuals and then I feel energetically on my body where, where the patterns are, what they're trying to work on emotionally and physically. That's amazing. So it really is, you know, the whole point is to be able to tune into everything that's going on in you. Um, especially especially how you feel and being able to to allow them to uh to communicate with you which is so so fascinating one of the things i read in your book also is that uh which was was kind of shocking that animals choose to live uh in you know it to experience abuse um i know for me when i'm watching tv i, I am as an empath i'm unbelievably becoming even more highly sensitive um and so i i i cannot i my heart breaks and i i start to hurt myself and i cannot watch those things so do, do they really choose abuse and and why oh i'm so glad you asked that because obviously most animal lovers are really oh. sensitive to seeing any oh, yeah. type of abuse on oh, animals yeah. it's very difficult or empaths and intuitives to, to imagine such because of the positive difference that they have made in our lives. So they, just like us, I mean, you know, did I choose to have the, all the abuse that I experienced my first eight right, years? Right. Yeah. You know, I wanted to grow and evolve and they are doing the same thing. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't help animals when we know that there are issues. But I, I really liked it to explain that because it will help people get to realize that there is a higher purpose. Sometimes they are balancing karmic experiences and sometimes they might choose to incarnate into a, a very difficult situation that through their consistent expression of love and compassion toward an abuser, that the person might have a breakthrough to feel empathy or remorse something that will help that person because this animal is serving at such a high level and sometimes they're trying to raise awareness you think about the dolphins yes. in captivity or yes. you know i mean i have tuned in you probably have too where i'm connecting with them and they're no we're the teachers for our you know for our species wow and we want to be a teacher and it's not always the case but a lot of times they can have chosen to to be in captivity so that the zoos, you know, so that all of a sudden they will be on the news and that it will change things for the entire zoo and all the other animals there. 
you know, so they can have these beautiful higher purposes, just like we do to be shift and change creators for the larger collective. That makes so much sense. It really, really does. Uh, because it's, it's, there are certain people that can truly handle, and I know several of them, people um, who, who can kind of walk into the lion's den in terms of the, you know, animal abuse and their advocates and, mm -hmm. you know, their stomach doesn't turn and, uh, you know, they, 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 they don't, they're able to not feel to a certain extent so they can do the work. And, and mm -hmm. it's just that to, to me, those kinds of people, I just really have so much respect for the fact that they work on behalf of uh, these sweet, sweet uh, souls. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it takes a special person oh when they're on gosh. that path. Really, really does. Um, so I'm curious, um, I had to put my, uh, my cat down about uh, 10 years ago, about 10 and a half years ago. I'd had him uh, for 15 years, about 14 and a half. When he was what the vet said five he showed up at my parents home and uh, eventually i took him in and you know we just fell in love and uh he was around for much of my life and uh, of course then i had to put him down and uh i i don't know exactly uh why he was in my life except to at least what i gathered just to get me through some things um, and it didn't feel like at that particular time that I was going through anything in particular that he needed to, to go, but maybe he did. Uh, and then uh, a few days afterwards, I was the, the energy, the animal energy, the life energy was so void in my home. I went to go get um, two kitties and connected with these two kitties now that I have for 10 years, uh, two delicious, soft, sweet little babies. And... Mm -hmm. uh, when in an example like that, where I'm, I've decided, okay, I'm going to go to the rescue and I'm, I, I find these two little itty bitties um, to spend my life with. Is it a given that we have contracted because I decided to take them? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's just that simple. Yes, absolutely. It is. It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The timing. The timing is so beautifully orchestrated from the from your soul, from your yeah. higher self. There are no mistakes. I love it. I love it. So I know you have been interviewed quite a bit and on many, many shows and everything like that. And I, when we get to the end of our time, I want to give everybody resources about how to, uh, again, get the, the titles of your book and your books and um and reach out to you if they have any other questions or would like uh, some uh, supportive healing work with you from you but i can only imagine that after certain uh interviews or certain conversations you have with people you you perhaps maybe wish you could have said this or you forgot to add that uh and maybe there's a takeaway for everybody what what do you wish everybody could hear and know that maybe you've never said uh, on an interview before or that you just really want people to know? Oh, gosh. How <laughs> and long do we we've have? got time, so please tell. <laughs> please, please share. <laughs> well, I would say the number one thing that I believe is that motivates me to write the books 
is that I'm hoping that people will read them and then look in the mirror and see what their animal sees in them. And when their animal looks at them with that pure love, oh, unconditional so love, <laughs> I wish that people would be able to, because that then your animals are saying, yes, she got it or he got it, mm. you know, because they're really trying to reflect your, your best self and to help you go deeper within yourself to, to heal anything that you're wanting to. So when you are able to beautifully look into the mirror and say, yes, I see what my animal sees in me, then you have honored them in the greatest way possible. Oh, that is just beautiful. That is, oh, and I think about looking into, you know, uh, I love, I love animals. And so this, it makes me so very happy. Just like I love being around kids to me, that is heaven. Uh, and I have a, I have a, a this, this, such a, um, a love for St. Bernard's and I have tried to, you know, kind of do some, uh, past life connecting with myself to understand what is that about? Cause that has to be in some past life that I am so drawn mm -hmm. to that breed. So here's, is, is, is that true that, uh, that if we're drawn to a certain breed, that that also means that we have some past life connection to that breed and could mean we're from uh, a different place in a different time? Oh, that could very well be the case. Absolutely. You, you know, you have some type of soul history and familiarity with that breed. And, you know, it could be that that's a totem animal for you from your past as well. So there could be something about that particular breed. I don't know if you've looked up the traits, but that you're trying to integrate in this life, you know, some type of traits that they might be representing for you. Love it. Have you ever looked up the, the uh, kind of symbolism and traits of the St. Bernard? I know they're rescuers. Mm, and, uh, uh, and, and I know for sure in much of my life has been about that. And certainly how, how I do my work now uh, it's because my mission is to rid the world of pain and suffering and whatever it takes to do that and help people I'll do. And so I had not made the connection until you just said it, um, to be able to, to rescue people and perhaps even rescue myself at times in my life. Um, that's a great, that's a great aha for me. Oh, so, good. So very Because they're cool. always rescuing. We're always trying to rescue ourselves. So many people in, in rescue work, and I've donated over a thousand sessions to different rescue works. And of course, I get the difficult cases, yeah. you know, that, and, and they're horrific when they show me what, you know, when these animals show me what they've been through. It's, oh. um, it's, it's really unpleasant. And they're so brave and courageous to take on the journey that they have to try to help animal, to help the people that they're touching. And I've noticed that a lot of people in rescue work, especially the ones that are more tormented and become pretty much people haters because of what they've seen, oh. you know, because I always tell them, you know, this, this, these animals that you're rescuing are just as much about you rescuing, rescuing yourself. No and question. And helping to heal yourself. Yeah. No question. No question. They are uh, the epitome of sweetness. I'll tell you that. Um, so is there anything like a huge, huge, huge piece of information beyond what you have shared that you want listeners to know um, 
or is there a, a set of steps you think would be helpful for listeners to do in order to more closely um, connect with their animals and the purpose of their, um, their soul contract? Well, yeah, I mean, we can actually, I, I will usually guide people to uh, kind of step-by-step with connecting with their animals heart to heart soul soul and we can actually go through those steps if you'd like sure if you hey let's do it would love that. yeah okay well typically i'll just have someone close their eyes and then kind of sit comfortably and relax by taking several deep breaths directly into your heart and then when the person drops to the heart i'll ask them to call upon their animal soul ask them to join you and they can do this telepathically or by voicing the request or both but imagine that animal that you're so longing to connect to whether or not they're still in body it doesn't matter imagine them sitting in front of you or next to you or even on your lap and then continue breathing into the heart to solidify that connection and sometimes maybe people will put a hand on their heart to relax them. But then imagine a beautiful metallic golden cord of light connecting your heart to your animal's heart. And breathe into that cord. It's real. It's tangible. And then as you feel the flow flowing through the connection of this sacred heart-to-heart -heart connection, just relaxing into that. And in this sacred and loving space, you will be granting them a huge wish if you allow them to send you love and gratitude for all that you have done for them because you helped them reach their soul's purpose. You helped them to evolve. So just breathe and receive. And then I'll guide usually to share any thoughts with the animal, maybe ask a question or express any thoughts that the person has, no matter the emotion that's associated with it. And then as you sit with that golden cord connection of light, I usually guide the person just to sit with it and see how they feel. And sometimes that just means tears come up for release, which is right and perfect. And sometimes they will get an answer or see a visual or a certain color, or maybe just feel their love. Or maybe they might get an answer in a dream later in a unique way in the days that follow. But let your animal soul help you to heal any part of you that is hurting. And then give yourself permission to release and to heal. And again, this is a way to honor their soul. And then the purpose, you know, then you can just express gratitude to the animal, send them love. But doing this often will help you to feel more connected to each of your animals. Mm. And it will help to guide you 
when making decisions on their behalf. That's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, I was able to connect with uh, my cat that I put down and just a beautiful, beautiful experience. And the same, same as uh, can be said for taking those, that time to breathe and uh, connect heart to heart or higher mind to higher mind with other people in your life or people who've passed uh, to get information as well uh, and to think of them um, and uh, to get their well wishes and their love. So it's a beautiful, yes. beautiful, uh, thank you so much for guiding people through that. One of the things I notice about my animals is uh, uh, they, I actually believe they see the angels that are around uh, because I'll see them staring off uh, and I'll pick up whether it's an archangel or whether it's my dad or some other energies, but they literally, and I'll bet you listeners uh, hear about this too. And I'm curious about your thoughts. Uh, dogs do it too. Uh, and I wouldn't limit it to that, but they, they will follow what they see to the human eye. People might not be able to see it, um, but they're seeing something. What are your thoughts about that? Oh, they absolutely are tuned in <laughs> to the other dimensions more than people are. And some animals are actually a little more tuned in than others. Yeah. You know, some of them morally seem to see into other dimensions. And, and absolutely, they will, you know, I had uh, someone come visit me, uh, you know, in the last few months, and, and I saw when this person arrived that there was a lot of energy with them. Did you? <laughs> and I did, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. And my, my one cat, Bodie, who is the uh, run and hide cat, you know, they say cats are meet and greet or run and hide, and I have a, I have a run and hide cat, Bodie, and, and afterwards, I was looking around going, oh, I'm going to have to purify the space here. And immediately he, when he came out from under the bed, he, we were looking at the same things and he was very distraught wow. looking at all the energy that was in the house and following it around is just like you said. And so, but as soon as I cleared, um, you know, that that was fine, but yes, they're so in tune. And sometimes they're trying to help their people, I think, to, to know that there is more that there is someone with them that can comfort them yeah. and provide them the love that they need if they just tune in. Oh yeah, that's wonderful. Fantastic. Well, Tammy, I can tell you, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed having you on today and I hope the listeners have gotten some of their questions answered and, uh, and even learned without a doubt more than they could have possibly imagined about uh, how unique and special our animals are and intentional and purposeful in that we do share histories, past lives, karma, uh, and we heal each other. There's no question. There's no question that we heal each other. How do people get in touch with you uh, to get a healing session to, uh, to experience your work? No, thank you for asking. Sure. Go to my website, TammyBillups.com. That's T-A-M-M-Y-B-I-L-L-U-P-S. I have uh, courses that are founded on the contents in both of my books, and I'll have one that begins in January and one that begins in February. Um, and you can sign up and apply online. Everything is, is there, the different places they can get the books. They're Amazon, Barnes & Noble, at my publisher, 
innertraditions.com and indiebound.org. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else. If you want to follow me on Instagram and, and uh, <laughs> Facebook, it's Tammy Phillips Healer. Um, but all that information is at my website. Wonderful. And y'all remember uh, her book, uh, Animal Soul Contracts, is available. Also, Soul Healing with Our Animal Companions. Please get those if, if you ever want to learn more than you could ever imagine about uh, the babies that uh, and the sweet souls we call animals that come into our lives. These are the two books to, uh, to read for sure. Well, I thank you so much, Tammy. Uh, really, really happy to have you on. And thank you for all of the amazing, amazing healing work you do for these very, very special souls and our souls. Um, you need to replicate yourself and replicate yourself and replicate yourself and uh and i can only imagine that that without a doubt the world is a better place because you're in it so i thank oh you so much gosh. for being with me today and um as always i wish everybody a blessed day a wonderful week and live intuitively Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.